Hey church, I'm really happy to have you join us today. We've been praying that you would. And right off the bat, I want to tell you that you don't have to believe what we believe to belong at Next Level Church. And I truly hope that you'll give us a chance. Uh, and our team is amazing and they would love to meet you and uh, get connected with you. So do connect with us. Uh, if we're not your flavor, if we're not your cup of tea, we would gladly recommend many of our friends' churches uh, in your area that you can check out. Well, let me start off with uh, asking you a question. How many of you grew up believing and declaring that God will do anything and everything? He will heal you. He will help you. He will uh, help you avoid uh, uncomfortable situations because he's supreme God anyways, right? But last week we talked about the other side of faith. God is able, but is he willing? We know that he is able. He has the ability. Why wouldn't he? And we saw that through the story of the Hebrew brothers. And they stood strong and they said, even if he doesn't, which tells us that there are times where God is able, but he doesn't. And we also talked about who God is instead of what he can do for us. And these Hebrew brothers, they said, no matter what, we're all in, whether he saves us or not. And God comes through in an epic way. And that message really hit me differently. If you missed it, go uh, to YouTube and our podcast. You can catch up on it there. As we continue our series on fearless, I want to go to the next level with you. See how, what I did there? Let's go deeper. 1 Samuel 14, 1-7. Jonathan, Saul's son, said to his armor bearer, Come on, let's go over to the Philistine garrison patrol on the other side of the pass. But he didn't tell his father, King Saul, who's trying to kill David, and we got to understand that David is also Jonathan's best friend. Meanwhile, Saul was taking it easy under the pomegranate tree. Now, I don't know why this is so specific. It's a pomegranate tree. Why not a mango tree or coconut tree? I have no idea. Saul is there at the threshing floor on the edge of town at Geba. There were about 600 men with him. No one there knew that Jonathan had gone off. Verse 4. The pass that Jonathan was planning to cross over to the Philistine garrison was flanked on either side by sharp rock outcroppings, cliffs named Bozes and Sine. The cliff to the north faced Michmash. The cliff to the south faced Giba. Verse 6, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, in other words, his bodyguard, come on now, let's go across to these uncircumcised pagans. I apologize for the graphic details. Uh, ladies, and he says, maybe God will help us. Maybe. Okay, pause. Stop, stop, stop. Maybe. Hey, maybe God might help you. How do you feel when you hear that? King Saul is counting how many soldiers are left in his army, trying to figure out if he has a chance to take on the enemy with his army. And he's chilling under the pomegranate tree. Jonathan is fearless. He's saying, I might be stepping out of my role and maybe crossing the line a little bit, but I'm going to go for it. And maybe God will help us. There's no rule that says that God can only deliver us by using our great army. No one can stop God from saving when he sets his mind to do it. Verse 7, his armor bearer said, go ahead, do what you think best. I'm with you all the way. Jonathan is like, let's leave the entire army and let's just do it on our own. Let's just go for it. 
If I was the armor bearer, I'd be like, Jonathan, listen, maybe you've been fasting too long. Maybe your mind is out of whack. Maybe you're being a, an oddball right here. Too much fasting messed you up. Uh, have some pomegranate and a juice box and we'll just relax and then gather our thoughts and we'll see. But his bodyguard, he is also fearless. He's like, let's do this. I'm with you, Jonathan. Ride or die. Man, I wish we had more people like that who are fearless who are like, maybe God is in this. Let's move on a maybe, baby. That's today's message. Move on a maybe. Would you move on a maybe? It sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? It sounds dangerous. Nobody likes maybe. Have you ever asked a flight attendant when you got into a flight and be like, excuse me, miss, is this flight safe? And what if she responded back to you saying, sir, it might be safe. Okay, let's get the sucker in the sky. Or at a wedding, the groom says, I love you with all my heart. And the bride says, I might love you. Nobody feels good about a maybe. Nobody wants to live on a maybe. In this story, King Saul is facing the most epic battle of his life, but he is terrified. David is about to take the kingdom. Saul is evaluating his chance of victory. And at the same time, Jonathan says, this is too big of a deal to just sit around and be passive, to just watch what's going to happen. Jonathan is saying, I'm going to step out. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to get into a place of maybe. We're dead anyways, so why not try? We can sit here and count the troops again. Enemy is in the thousands. We're in the hundreds. We're dead. So why not Go for a maybe. Or I can just make a move. I can just take a chance. I can take a risk. Just see what God can do. Here's the point. Action. Move is in the maybe. You're sitting there and you're like, I don't like this message too much already, Pastor Deshaun. Listen, the key word from last week was even if he doesn't. This week is maybe God will help us. Man, you were probably wondering me to, wanting me to give you a concrete word. But I came, to hear, I came here to give you the word of God. And God is a God who, who's not a vending machine. He wants you to step out in faith. And we don't feel so good about these types of sentences. Even if he doesn't and move on a maybe. Jonathan is between two cliffs, like literally he's between a rock and a hard place. Have you ever felt stuck? Have you ever wanted to make a move but afraid that it might offend some people? Like when you don't do nothing, everybody's okay. But when you start to make a move for Jesus, that's when people are like, oh, what are no matter what direction you try to go, somebody is offended. Or oh, there's a Goliath in the way. There's another trial, another trouble. More people in your own circle that are against you. They don't have your best interests for you. More people are disappointing you. You feel stuck. This is exactly where Jonathan is at. But he doesn't just express his frustration and, and don't do nothing about it. He's like, man, this, is, this, this sucks, but I'm going to maybe move on a maybe. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take a chance on maybe. I'm going to put myself in a place, like literally, that God has to come through. This is what fearless faith is all about. Fearless faith makes a move on maybe. Put it in the chat. Fearless faith makes a move on maybe. If you're going to live fearlessly, you're not going to have the luxury of making a move on certainty, assurance, calculated risk. That's why we started this church. We saw a need in our city. We saw a need online and we went for it. We find ways to serve our communities and we help other charities. 
There's so much need and we want to do something about it. The cause is too great. We're not going to just sit around and ask each other, did God audibly tell you something to do for the community? Did God tell you to do fundraising for the community or do these drives that you're doing? No, we saw a need and we went for it. We saw a need and we, we got together and we we're like, man, let's do something. Let's, tuck, let's tuck our, stick our gluteus maximuses into the problem and, and, and maybe God is in this. Maybe God will help us to help others. Do you know the difference between people who do great things for God and those that don't? People who do great things for God, do them. There are people who sit and watch and wait and criticize. Then there are people who decide, no, there's a problem. I'm going to do something about it. That's fearless faith. Fearless faith says maybe God will. Maybe God will flip the city upside down. Maybe God will bring revival. Maybe God will use our church to bring hope and healing of Jesus in our local and, and, and international community and to the far corners of the world so that we can be the light shining in the darkness. A, a, a church and a people who will rise up and shine the light of Jesus and the darkness cannot put us out. Just maybe, maybe. Acts 15, 28, Apostle Paul is writing this. He's intelligent. Apostle Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He's pioneering the, new, the early church, and they're trying to make a decision. This is what he says. He's like, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. And Okay, stop. Seemed good? This is too much riskiness. This is too much chanciness. Maybe. Come on, Paul. Paul is saying it seemed good. When I got down on one knee and asked my wife, Pastor M, to marry me, uh, if she responded with, oh, that seems good, and not a firm yes, but that seems like a good idea, let's give it a try. Man, that proposal would have gone a different way. But that's what Paul is saying, and that's what living fearlessly looks like. I've done my best to pray and listen for God's direction and it seems good to me and to the Holy Spirit. So let's do this. What we want and, and expect is, is for God to speak to us audibly and to give us all the steps before we will take one step in faith. We want God to speak to us in an audible voice and some con concrete way and to tell us exactly. God has to give you the menu and the outline before you will even increase your faith and take a step. You want God to, to spell it out for you. And then you will decide whether it's a trustworthy plan or not. And then you will do it. And, and if people ask, you know, you got to have an answer. You can't just tell people, oh, maybe this is what God wants. No, 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 you got to. But when I look at some of the stories in the Gospels and the way that Jesus dealt with people who had real needs, people who had real problems, I saw something incredibly different. First example, the woman with the issue of blood. She was struggling with that for 12 years. She was wealthy, but then all of her money was spent trying to find a solution to her illness. Bible says she moves. What does she do? She moves her way through the crowd, hoping on a maybe Jesus might heal me. And she touched the hem of his garment and she was healed instantly. Jesus turns around and he's like, who touched me? And the disciples are like, Jesus, people are bumping into you. We're in a crowd. That's what happens in a crowd. Jesus is like, no, I felt power go out from me. Jesus didn't let power go out of him intentionally. Is that what he's saying? Jesus didn't engage the woman with the issue of blood because he was all-knowing and saw her need. 
the woman had a need and she said, she thought, maybe I'll be healed if I reach Jesus and touch the hem of his garment. Just maybe there might be a chance instead of just sitting there feeling sorry for herself. Second example, Jairus' daughter. Jairus comes to Jesus and says, my daughter is sick, but if you just say the words, man, look at that faith. Like Jesus, don't even come, just say the words. Jairus came to Jesus. Jesus didn't go to Jairus and said, because I'm all-knowing God, I know your daughter is sick. No. Have you ever felt like, man, if Jesus only knew my needs, if, if God just knew what I was going through, do you know what God's waiting on? For you to make a move on a maybe. Maybe God will help us. The very thing Jonathan said. You are sitting there thinking, Pastor Deshaun, you have so much faith. Like, what if God doesn't come through? Okay, listen, put your choco puffs down and listen to me for a moment. Can I ask you a question? What if He does? What if God comes through? What if He does? What if he comes through for you in a miraculous way? What if he comes through and heals your child? What if he comes through and, and, and breaks through that addiction that you've been dealing with for years? What if he comes through and turns the city upside down through you and through your church? What if he comes through and brings revival? What if he comes through and restores your marriage? Yeah, but what if he doesn't? Why do we always have to look at the negative? Why don't we just step out in faith and take a little risk for Jesus? Not for your own status and reputation, for Jesus. What if He does? What if He does? So don't worry about what if He doesn't, but what if He does? Third example, Peter's in the boat. Jesus is coming, walking on the water. Jesus didn't call Peter. Peter, he's a close disciple of Jesus. And he did life with Jesus, but even he doesn't recognize Jesus at first. He thought Jesus was a, a ghost, and he's terrified at first. That, that, that's really messed up on a different level. But Peter confuses the, mess, the Messiah for a ghost. Peter then says, Jesus, if that's really you, tell me to come on out. Jesus says, sure, Pete, come on out. Come at me, bro. The point is Peter initiated this moment. Jesus didn't. Jesus didn't shout out to, to Peter, a special invitation. Hey, bro, come over on the water. Jesus was on his way to the boat. He wasn't looking for anyone to walk on the water. But his power was available to somebody who would make a move on a maybe, baby. His ability, his provision, his supernatural attribute were all available to somebody who says, Is that you, Lord? Are you on that? Lord, are you doing something there? Maybe I can walk to you on the water. Just maybe. The miracle is in the maybe. Faith is not stationary. Faith is not immobile. Faith doesn't just sit still and watch and criticize. Faith is in the action. James 2, 14 to 17, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but demonstrate no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? For example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed and hungry, and you leave them saying, Goodbye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat. But you don't provide them with a coat or even a cup of soup. That's what the name comes from, cup of soup. You don't even give them a cup of soup. What good is your faith? 
So then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. Oh man, brutal wake up call right there. Faith that doesn't involve action is dead. Verse 18, but someone might object and say one person has faith and another person has works. Go ahead then and prove to me that you have faith without works and I will show you my faith by what I do. Mic drop moment right there. You can tell the real ones by what they are doing. You can tell that Next Level Church is a church of fearless faith people by what we're doing. One of the cultures of Next Level Church is that we are not intimidated by impossible situations. That's why we need God. That's why we need to rise up. And God's calling us to do things that we cannot do. When you face impossible situations, think about Jonathan. Jonathan says, I can't just sit here, do nothing. And at that same time, his dad, Saul, he's counting the troops. He's trying to figure out, can I win this battle against the enemy on my own strength? What kind of skill do I need to have? I, I just need to work harder, maybe strategize. I'll figure it out on my own. Saul is trying to figure it out on his own strength. He's not taking a risk in God. Jonathan is smart enough to know that they have no chance. We are lacking in everything. Not enough soldiers, not enough strength. God, we're going to need you. So I'm going to take a step of faith, and I don't know for sure, but I'm going to say maybe. Maybe God will come through. Maybe God will show up. And that's why we need fearless faith. That's why we need audacious faith. We, we, we need to dream big and believe in the big God that His word is true and He will come through. Not believe in the God of the culture, but believe in the God of the Bible. That's why we need to believe that God still does miracles. That's why we need to believe that God still saves cities. God still turns lives around. God still does miracles. Real faith moves into action. Real faith moves on a maybe. If we really believe the victory is all up to us, then we're going to be like Saul counting what we got. And what we got ain't enough. It's not going to cut it. But if you believe the victory belongs to God, then you will be able to stick yourself, your glorious Maximus, into the need, into the problem, into the impossible situation, and believe that God is going to come through. Drop an amen in the chat right now. To be straightforward with you, this week we faced some really disappointing news. And it wasn't something regarding us directly, but it was about the church and the kingdom. We were disappointed. We were heartbroken. Everything felt like it was crashing down. It felt like all the doors were shut. It felt like we were facing an impossible mountain. Pastor M and I, we locked ourselves in the car and we cried out to God. And suddenly, a fearlessness rose up within us. God, we're not asking anything for us, but for your kingdom, for your church. You have to come through. You have to come meet the needs of your church. It's your problem, God. We're doing the best we can. It's your problem to fix, Lord. Here we are. Do something, Lord. Come through, Lord. This was our prayer. We were heartbroken, yes. We were concerned, yes. We were fearless, yes. You can be heartbroken, concerned, and fearless all at the same time. Within 24 hours, a significant breakthrough answer for our situation came from the other side of the country, from an unexpected person. And they said that God's been speaking to them specifically about our situation in a specific way. And they're putting what God spoke into action that very same day to address the very issue that we were crying to God about not even 24 hours prior. Does God still speak? Yes. He speaks specifically and in the maybe. 
The movement is up to me. The miracle is up to God. The movement is my responsibility. Doing the impossible is up to God. Amen. I don't have to bring the victory, but I need to get into a position for the victory. I've got to posture myself. I got to prepare myself for the epic things that God is about to do. I don't have to scramble for it. It's God's idea. It's God's problem. It's God's plan. He's got the power. He's got the ability. I just have to trust Him and obey and step out like Peter in faith out of the boat. Even when it's not clear, it's foggy, when you're, not uns- when you're unsure, we choose to put our faith in action. We choose to move on a maybe. Second Chronicles 20, 15. The Lord says this to you. Don't be afraid or worry about this large army because the battle is not your battle. It's God's battle. So how do you fight your battle? How do you fight your battle? You give it to God. Don't be discouraged by the battle you're facing. Are you facing a battle? Like my shirt. We are all entering into a battle. We are are, are exiting or in the middle of it. If you don't have a battle, just give it a minute. Don't lose your heart. Don't lose heart by by the temptation that you're facing. Don't be living in regrets because of the mistakes you've made. This is not your battle. It's God's battle. This battle belongs to God. Put it in the chat. Living fearlessly begins when you recognize that we have a wonderful miracle working God and that the miracle is in the movement. Sometimes we think it looks impossible that even God might not be able to help us. God is never threatened by the strength or the size of the enemy. God is not threatened by the battle that we're facing. God has all power. God has all grace to save you no matter what. If the victory belongs to God, then we can be confident knowing this battle belongs to Him. Amen? Proverbs 21.30 There's no wisdom, understanding, or advice that can succeed against the Lord. Find strength in knowing this. I want to talk to you about motion detectors for a quick second. I got one. All over our house, we have motion detectors, and uh, you know how they work. And these ones are colorful in the middle of the night. I see all rainbow colors because they're always like triggered by our dogs or our children. If there's motion, the light comes on. If there's no motion, it doesn't work. Some of you think that you can just continue being passive and just wait on God uh, and and things will just work out. That, uh, you know, the world will change for the better and your family will get saved even though you are not doing anything about it. And, uh, you know, good people are going to come into politics. The miracle is in the movement. The power is in the motion. If I'm not willing to move, then I will never activate His power. Oh, I don't know about this, Pastor Deshaun. God will do what He wants to do no matter what. Okay, no. He told you to have dominion over the earth. God won't do what you can do by yourself. You've got the power. There's power in your movement. There's power in your motion. The Bible says... Without faith, is it impossible to please God? God is pleased by our fearless faith. God is moved by our fearless faith. When you get busy moving, God gets busy acting. That's it. In our church bathroom, sorry, a little bit of TMI here. When you use our church bathroom after 30 seconds, one of the bathrooms, not all of them, so don't freak out. That bathroom has a motion detecting light. After 30 seconds, the light goes off. So you can imagine those who are finding that out for the first time is a lot of fun. 
I'm really sorry, but we're grown, you mature, right? Like you're doing your business like, like it's nobody's business, like you're taking care of what you need to take care of, and all of a sudden it's dark. And you start to like worship God, like God, woo, where's the, and you got to start move your arms around and sometimes it can be a little tricky, not to be, you know what I'm saying. You need the light, in order for the light to come on, you got to have motion so that the light can be triggered. Motion activates the light. This is how your faith works. I'm not talking about earning God's approval or performing uh, for God. I'm talking about a purposeful move into action. A decision of faith that says, God, there's a problem and you're not okay with it and I'm not okay with it either. I'm gonna stick myself into the situation and I'm asking, Maybe the Lord, maybe with a little fearlessness, I'm going to face it. Maybe with a little bit of attitude, maybe with a little bit of courage. Looking at our world, it's not the way it's supposed to be. It's not the way God created it to be. So I'm not just going to sit there and just watch it go down the drain and be passive and be a safe little Christian. This is why our church is called Next Level Church because we believe that God is calling a generation to rise up fearlessly and God has more for you and God has more for your family and your city, more than you've ever experienced ever before. God wants to help you to rise up, to take the bull by the horn and say, no more am I going to sit around feeling sorry for myself. There's a calling on my life. There's a timing that God wants me to obey. God wants me to do something right now in my life, through my life. Today, I want you to step into that fearless faith. No matter the size of your problem, God can handle it. You can stand tall because it doesn't limit God's power. No matter how great the attack is, don't stress. Be fearless and walk in faith. Let's put ourselves into a position of maybe God will help us. I'm going to move on a maybe, baby. Some of you spend so much time waiting and you're wondering why God never does anything for you. And you're actually mad at God. And if you actually moved, God might begin to release His power. But you didn't move. All these years you've been mad at God and, and this whole time you've been sitting stationary in the dark bathroom wondering, why God? When are you going to flip the light on God? Yet all I needed to do was, all I needed for the light to be turned on was a motion, was an action of faith. God's power is activated by our movement. Are you ready to move? Practical steps I want to give you. Number one, make one move towards freedom. Is there any area of your life that you're not walking complete freedom? Don't try to do every step and every point. Just take one step, one tweak, one action, because you're going to need light to see. And if you make one move today, God will shine His light. He'll release His power into your life. Two, make one move towards forgiveness. Maybe you feel like you could never forgive a certain person. Take a breath. Thank God for His forgiveness in your life. Be grateful. Make one move towards forgiveness. Three, make one move towards deliverance. If there are any negative, sinful patterns, sinful things that is, is now part of your identity. See, sin is one thing, but then when you start accepting that sin as part of your identity, that's very dangerous. You need deliverance. And deliverance is not, you know, like this huge demonic manifestation and warfare and screaming and rolling and spitting and all. No. If you're trapped in something and now it's 
part of, like, when people think about you, what do they think? Are you always uh, an angry person or are you always uh, this or that? You fill in the blank. Or does your addiction now is, is part of your identity? You need deliverance. We all need deliverance. Deliverance is the power of God setting us free. Deliverance from things that are holding us back and limiting us. Four, make one move towards breakthrough. Just take one step, one baby step. Get in the way of the problem. Just insert yourself in that problem. Five, make one intentional move towards reconciliation. Sometimes we forgive, but we don't reconcile. Sometimes you want to reconcile, but the other party, they're not interested in that. That's okay. And if anybody wants to leave your life, make sure that words of reconciliation, forgiveness, love is all shared before you part ways. Keep your heart open. Keep your heart tender towards people and God. Because you don't want to be hiding behind the pineapples at the grocery store when you see somebody that you don't want to see. So it's better that you reconcile, love, forgive, and part ways. Six, make one move towards God. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Make a move towards God. Make a move on maybe. I'm going to pray right now. And I want to invite you to open up your heart to Jesus because He's the true deliverer. He's the true healer. And He's the true conqueror. And whatever you're going through, He is able to shine His light on it. Make 2021 the best year of your life. Let's make a move on a maybe and see what happens. See what God can do through you. Make a move and see if the light turns on. Make a move and see if God doesn't release His power. Let's make it count. Let's not just exist, but let's live. I want to invite you to join me in prayer. Put your hand on your heart. I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring up every single person right now, Father God, who's been living in doubt and fear and isolation and living in an anxiety. Lord, we pray right now that no matter what disappointing news has taken place in their life this week, God, we know you're greater than that. No matter what bad news or health uh, report, God, we know that you are the great I am and that you are the great healer. You are Yahweh. And so, Father, we thank you for your breath in our lungs. And we cry out to you today, God, for every person that is feeling down and broken. Lord, I pray that you comfort them and strengthen them. And that, Father, that you would inject them with a fearless faith. Something in them will just catch on fire. That their heart will catch on fire. And they will take one step towards you, God. That they will take one step of obedience. Lord, I thank you. Because every single person listening at the sound of my voice, every single person, there's a calling, there's a purpose on their lives. And what the enemy likes to do is to make us think that he doesn't exist. So Father, we realize that there's a fight for our lives and that it's time for us to rise up. Maybe with tears flowing down our faces, maybe with a broken heart, but Lord, we can look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, you do all things well, even the things that we don't understand. You are working behind the scenes. You are the way maker. We worship you, Jesus. We're going to go into a moment of worship just in a second. But if you haven't welcomed Jesus into your heart, this is the moment to do that. God's been tugging at your heart. And unless you give him permission, he's not going to 
come and be the Lord of your life. So if you want to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, I'm going to say a simple prayer. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, go ahead, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my heart. I believe you are God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you washed me clean from those sins. From today on, I am yours. My life is no longer my own, but I surrender it to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Guide me. Help me to rise up and to take one step of faith in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. He's the way maker. He's the miracle worker. He's the promise keeper. He's the light in the darkness. When we don't see it, He's still working. Don't lose your hope, but stand up fearlessly for Jesus. Let's worship Him.
Next level, we're back again. We're done with our Sunday word. Hopefully you guys are feeling blessed. I love what Pastor Lee was talking about today. Move on and maybe. Dory, I mean, every time we make a decision in life, it's not like we always have the answers before we make them, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it does require us to take a leap of faith. I mean, what's your take on that? Move on and maybe. Always. So go on that leap of faith. God is always with you and just say yes to things, right? Move on that maybe, go with it, just do it, and things will work out with the grace of God. Guys, so speaking on move on to maybe, we do have a Zoom call after the service. If you want to hop on, share your experience, what you put back in the Word, and you want to communicate and interact with the church members, please hop on. I mean, you could hop on, you, you, you could not, but maybe you do. So until next week, guys, stay blessed. God bless you. Peace.